Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. It's a big week. We're talking about dating. So this is the third week of our relationships series. We're going to talk about being single, dating, and much more. So get comfortable. It's going to be a fun conversation. We can't wait. Happy Sunday. It's a huge week on the podcast. We are going to venture into the territory of dating. First and foremost, we are not the authority on dating. No, golly, no. And this is a safe space to be mm-hmm. honest, and we are going to do our best to just tell you what we've learned about dating and also point you in the direction of what God says about relationships. Yes, I love it. We're definitely excited, and like Emily said, we are not the experts. We've done some research, though. I think uh, we'll have some... Um, resources for y'all to reference like put different podcasts that we've listened to or books that Emily and I have read in the past they help create some parameters around what it looks like to date as a Christian because I think that question is very complicated and seems to only be getting more complicated like as technology develops and dating apps and college life I know it can feel very complicated so we're hoping to clear it up a little bit But also knowing we don't have all the answers. This is just our experience and what we've learned. We're going to start by talking about being single and some ways to shift our perspective in a positive way around that subject. We're going to talk about some questions that you should answer and think about before you start dating somebody. And we're going to talk about five principles of dating that we think are important. We called them the five P's because they are all words that start with the letter P. And we definitely avoided making some jokes about the five P's. We are just excited to dive into this conversation. It's part one of two. Next week, we're going to keep talking about more serious relationships and marriage. And we're going to share a lot more personal stuff about our stories, our marriage, our life. So definitely check back for next week. But for today, I want to start by talking about being single. So Anna, what piece of advice would you go back and give your single self if you could? Mm. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I dated somebody in college and then we broke up at the end of college. And so my first few years of post-grad I was single and I that season was really fun in a lot of ways but I also remember it like I wanted I wanted to be dating somebody that was just where I was I was like I want to date somebody so I think one thing if I could go back and tell myself I remember feeling anxious around like will I ever get asked on a date it felt like I was never gonna date anybody ever again And in reality, obviously that didn't happen. And so I would tell myself like, hey, this season is actually really short. In the grand scheme of things, it feels long, but it's not. Like it's short. And so be present. Stop looking and longing for the future. Like be in this season now. Because now as a married woman, like there are times I look back on that season and I'm like, oh, that was actually really fun. Like. Not necessarily the singleness portion of it, but what I was able to do as a result of being single. I had so much free time and that was really fun. And it was a short season. It's so much shorter than you actually think it's going to be. Yeah, that's so true. It feels so hard at the time though. Yeah. I think one thing that we want to say as we're talking about singleness, like I think it would be easy for 
y'all to check out and be like, well, they're married now, so like it's easy for them to say this. But at the same time, like being away from that season now, looking back on it, I do feel like we can speak with some honesty about it. Like, yeah, it is really hard. But at the same time, like it's it can be a really sweet season. So I don't know. I just want to say that and make sure y'all know we are not trying to belittle your emotions and we're not trying to belittle that it's hard. And sometimes seasons of singleness come after a season of dating somebody. And so you're not only single, but you're also working through a breakup. And that is even harder. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. And I remember you told me recently, and this is encouraging, that that time where you were living in Atlanta and single, when you look back with some of your favorite memories. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was such a fun season, but I now I kind of forget about the hard part that it was happening at the same time of like processing a breakup, living in a new city. But it's also one of my favorite seasons of life yeah. ever. Not because I was single, no, but because there was so much I feel like the Lord was doing in my heart and in my life. And I just had a lot of time on my hands. I was in charge of my schedule. Yeah. How old were you when you started dating Everett? I think 25, 24. I lived in Atlanta like a year and a half before we met. And when we first started dating, I was like not interested. Um <laughs> which is funny he he hates when I say that he's like that's not true but it is true so that that's we can talk about that more when we get into the dating side of things but anyways okay what would you want to tell your single self I was a big people pleaser and I remember feeling just so insecure when I was in college and Mm -hmm. I don't think that I could even put a finger on this at the time, but looking back on it, I know that I was constantly tweaking my personality to make especially guys like me or to like try to get them to like me. And I Mm. wish I could go back and tell myself, get to know yourself, like yourself, and then be yourself. And whoever likes you for that is who you want to be close with anyway. So... I just think that I spent a lot of time feeling continually insecure because once you pretend the first time, and maybe it's not even a a total lie. It's just like a stretch on your personality. Like, oh, yeah, I could be into football or whatever. Like, (laughs) yeah, I I definitely want to go to Europe too. Um, So it's like it's not a lie. It's part of you in some Mm -hmm. way. But you just constantly feel like, I guess, insecure – in that relationship or in that friendship because you're not ever sure when you can be yourself. So I I would go back and try to be myself from the very beginning, not be afraid to say things, even if it meant being rejected or like turning ahead in a negative way. You know what I mean? Like if you say Hmm. how you really feel, then somebody might look at you and be like, oh, she's so blunt or she's so, I can't believe she feels that way. But at least then they know who you are and what you stand for. And then when it comes to dating later on, then it's like, you know, I'm known by this person. They know what to expect. They know how I feel. They know what I want. I think I would tell myself that just like build a little more confidence and more identity rather than just trying so hard to date my story's different. I got married at 22. So no, I know (laughs) we were babies and, and we'll talk about that next week on our marriage 
episode. We're not only going to talk about marriage, but we'll share some of our own experiences and stuff. But so I was dating when I was 20 and 21 mm-hmm. and I would have been in college, but I dropped out of college right after I met Michael and <laughs> which is like <laughs> all of it is. A- wow. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. So I met him my second semester junior year on Valentine's day. We went on our first date. So actually this is a very timely podcast, Amazing. but, um, so we met our first date was Valentine's day at Cali and Tito's in Athens and then I love it. The next day we led worship at an event together. And then the next day I flew out to San Diego up for a work event that I was doing for music. And we talked on the phone every day, came back. We were fully dating. It was so fast and so wow. serious. And um, I dropped out of school. He is a musician too. He was in a band at the time. So his band was like, we can be your backup band. Like we can play for you anywhere you want to go. So they started playing shows with me. I'm a singer songwriter, but I was even more so at that time. That was like my full time thing. And so they started traveling with me to play shows. And shortly after that, I got too busy and didn't want to be in school anymore. I wanted to do music full time. So I dropped out of school and the rest is history. We got married a year and three months Later, I think it was just super fast. And I have a lot of thoughts about that, especially now, 10 years in. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary in October. Um, Amazing. Congratulations. That's huge. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, I do have a lot of thoughts. I I think that I started dating Michael as an extremely young and insecure person, and I didn't fully know who I was yet. So Mm -hmm. this process of being single and this process of early dating is something that I think is important to talk about. It's so easy to idolize dating over being single. It just seems so much better. But in reality, both seasons of being single and seasons of dating people are important parts of life. And we wanted to talk about a few key things about being single before we dive into talking about dating. I think that this is really important to say is that being single is not a state of lesser than than like your friends that are dating or your friends that are married. I remember when I graduated college, um, five of my housemates got married that summer or slash fall. And they didn't make me feel this way, but I felt like less than. And I think it's because our culture is so like check off the box. Dating, check, married, check. Now we have kids, check. It was something I put on myself of feeling like I'm not married or now I don't have kids. So like they're farther along than me. They're more mature than me. I We want to break that lie yeah. right now. Yeah. They are not farther along or more more mature than you just because you're dating that's just not how it works yeah and something that came to mind when you were saying that is it can also feel like somebody is dating because they are more likable than you Hmm. and I think that's an important myth to get rid of because dating is not about whether you're liked dating is about compatibility. And so Mm -hmm. I think that we really have to stop thinking about, do boys like me? I don't don't think that's a good question to ask. I think it goes back to being yourself and 
finding a person that you're compatible with and that has to happen at the right time. Only God knows when that time is. So yeah. it's not that your friends who are dating people are more likable than you. It's just not. And I hope that, you know, even if it feels like that sometimes, that you could start to fight that lie. Because not only does it plant doubt in yourself, it also plants comparison with your friends. So here's the last thing we'll say today about being single. This period of time is so important in your life. If you think about it, you live with your parents and you were under their leadership in roles. When you get married, you will have to consider mm-hmm. your partner in every single thing that you do, where you live, who you hang out with, everything. And there's this really special period of time between graduating high school and getting married where you really start to become yourself. You get to choose how you spend your time. You get to decide man, what do I like? What hobbies do I want to pursue? What friends do Mm -hmm. I want to spend my time with? What do I find attractive in somebody that I want to date? Where do I want to live? What job do I want to take? All these things without considering how it affects another person. You get to start knowing yourself before you start dating. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And probably the most important aspect of that is that this is when you're developing your personal relationship with God. So even when it feels lonely or comparison creeps in, I just hope that God can remind you today that is really, really good. But that's enough for me today about that. We are going to start talking about dating. What does it look like to date as a Christian woman in 2023? You know, before we dive in, we just want to talk a little bit about the fact that we're going to use the word purity in these next couple of questions and sections. And what we mean by that is physical and emotional boundaries within a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not the coolest word. No. <laughs> and we're not going to give you the coolest advice. Yeah. But here's the thing. We would not be your older sisters passing on advice or telling you what we've learned in our relationship with God if we didn't address how important purity is Mm -hmm. when it comes to the process of dating. Yeah. So we'll go into it a little bit more even next week, but we wanted to say that before we just started throwing around the word purity because we know like even for myself, like when I hear that word, I'm, I'm like, we've talked about this I love being independent and when I hear the word purity I'm like oh I'm not like a little flower like I'm strong I'm independent whatever (laughs) but at the same time like it 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 is a it's a great word and it sums up what we're trying to talk about Emily and I just want you to be able to learn from our experience and also what God calls us to and sometimes that's not the coolest advice or the coolest calling but it's a calling that leads to life and it's a calling that leads to freedom so yep One quote that I want to share just like as we start to talk about dating is from Ben Stewart. He has a book called Single Dating Engaged Married, um, which is a great book. Highly recommend it. But he also has like a bunch of podcasts and sermons on that same topic. But in his book, there's a quote and it says, dating is not a status to dwell in, but a process to move through. It's a series of actions meant to lead us to a particular end, discerning whether or not we are to marry a particular person. Dating exists for evaluation. 
I love that because our culture has told us that dating is a status. You know, like it's something and a status is kind of something we're sitting in. Yeah. But a process is something that we're moving through. And he's right. Like dating isn't supposed to be forever. Like you're not supposed to date somebody forever. You're supposed to decide, okay, do I see myself with this person or not? And that's not to make it too. Sorry, everybody tucks up and moving around. (laughs) That's not to make it too like daunting from the beginning. But I do think it it helps put it into perspective a little bit. I think that's important. Yeah, I think so, too. And that's a great way to kick us off. So I have a couple questions that I think we could all think about like whether you're single or whether you're dating somebody, these are important things to think about. Mm-hmm. And I titled it, answer these questions before you fall in love. Ooh. We have six <laughs> questions here. Love it. <laughs> we can discuss a little, but I want you guys to answer these questions. Question number one, aside from appearance, what do you find attractive in a guy? Yeah. Physical attractiveness is great. Love to see it. But like what's going on inside their heart and mind? And are you attracted and compatible with those things? Number two, what is worth being patient for? I'm just here to remind you that you are a catch. You could probably go out there right now and date somebody. But what's worth being patient for? What is it that you really want in a relationship that is more important to you than not being single. That's a hard thing to prioritize in the moment, but if you practice patience and picking your partner, it will pay off. Okay, number three, what do you appreciate in a friendship? And the reason why we ask this, what do you appreciate in a friendship, is because Everett and Michael are our best friends, and neither one of us actually Mm -hmm. started dating them as friends. We both started dating... I mean, I met on a blind date, basically. Yeah, we met through friends but yeah we we did not have a friendship before we started dating yeah I think that it can work both ways obviously there's not just one solution here but work on building a friendship with them too it doesn't have to be so intimate and personal and romantic from the very beginning I think that really great relationships yes can form through building a friendship at least simultaneously if not before the romantic stuff. 100%. And I feel like when you're thinking about him as a friend, it takes some of the pressure off. Yes. We put so much pressure on dating. And in some ways it's good. Like, yes, you don't want to just like date around to date around. But at the same time, like, it's okay. Yeah. Relieve the pressure a little bit. I know. I think that's so important. And here's a couple of questions I think you should ask yourself before you start dating somebody or as you're dating them. Do you feel your most comfortable self around them? Are they interested in your heart? Are they trying to get to know Mm -hmm. you? Are they pursuing you? Are you interested in pursuing them and who they are? Can you be your weirdest self around them, crack your lamest jokes, and can you just laugh together? You know, the friendship is what's going to go the distance. And the friendship thing is so important because, sorry, I'm like, (laughs) I'm on this now. No, it's great. Like, Okay, yes, when you get married, you'll have sex. When you get married, you'll be attracted to that person. But that is such a small piece of the relationship in the grand scheme of things. Like, the the amount of time that you're just, like, hanging out is so much more. Yeah. So, like, 
you want to be with somebody that you enjoy being around yeah. and that you're like, I love hanging out with you and we have fun together. Yes, I agree. Okay, number four, what value are you placing on purity, both physical and emotional? And basically what we're talking about here is boundaries. What boundaries are you placing in your life physically and emotionally to protect your heart in dating? God is really clear about sex in the Bible. It's meant for marriage. And the reason why is so much more than just right and wrong. Mm -hmm. God knows and loves your heart. And he knows that that level of intimacy is designed for that level of commitment, if that makes sense. You'll never find us judging you ever, ever, ever. But from this place of love in my heart, I feel like I want to share that the higher value you place on purity in your relationships, both physically and emotionally, the more protection over your heart you'll have. And the reason why it's important to talk about emotional boundaries is because the access that you're giving somebody to your heart is directly related to how intimate the relationship is getting. So that's both physical and emotional ways that you can further a relationship. And if you're not ready for that level of commitment, and if that person is not worthy of that commitment and that access to you, then unfortunately you're just handing somebody that you're not sure if you trust control over your heart. More important than anything is mainly that you just consider and just ask yourself, what value am I placing on purity and boundaries in my relationships and why? If you let your situations determine your view on this, I promise you that you will wind up in a situation that you didn't plan to be in. So I would encourage you to just set your boundaries ahead of time and think about this ahead of time. It helps so much. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it's important to say this, like, uh, going on a date night is not a date. Like, no. guys, on the, off, on the off chance that a guy is listening to this and wants to ask a girl on a date, ask her on a date, not a date night. Go get dinner somewhere. Go, I don't know, have a picnic in a park. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But a date night is not a date. That's a social gathering. So... Just throwing that out there. <laughs> right. For you girls listening to this, I know that a date might feel stuffy and you might think to yourself, oh, no, 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 I would prefer to not go on a date. I just want to keep it casual so I don't feel uncomfortable. But don't do that. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. You do deserve that level of intentionality and that one-on-one time yes. that you're going to spend with somebody is going to greatly deepen that relationship. And you want to know what they're like one-on-one. So just... I encourage you to push past the phase of awkwardness and if you're ready to date, enter into those one-on-one scenarios and let the guy pursue you. Right. If he's not pursuing you now, he's not going to pursue you later. Just saying. Okay, this is the last one. How will you know that you're ready to commit? (laughs) You're scared of commitment, are you? Okay, (laughs) what are the things that you're looking for that will tell you that you're ready to commit to this person? Just, you need to have that in your mind before you get in the situation you just need to have thought about it you know I don't know what do you think Anna that's hard I have a hard time with commitment commitment is something that has always been hard for me and so I'm thinking back to like all right how would I have answered that question before I committed to Everett well how did you know 
how did you know that you were ready to date? And how did you know that you were ready to get married? Honestly, both of those things, like, and this is just our our story, but, but like, whenever it asked, we had gone on some dates and uh, he, yeah, I don't know. It was, like, probably two months of going on dates and then he asked me officially to be his girlfriend, which I do think it's important to have, like, a define the relationship moment, but I don't think it's... You don't have to have this like big extravagant, will you be my girlfriend? Which he didn't. We just talked about it. And for me, both times, like when he asked me to be his girlfriend and when he asked me to marry him, both times for me personally, I was a little bit like not unsure, but still like, oh, wow. Okay. But I see, I see things that I love in Everett. I would love in a husband and like I see his character and his kindness and his commitment to me already like I see that and I'm scared to commit but at the same time like I'm gonna say yes it's almost like my I don't know if my heart or my brain was there before the other one I'm not sure but I was a couple steps behind like maybe a step behind the yes like saying yes and being like okay yeah but then I I needed some time to process it afterwards. We could have a whole podcast about whenever and I first started dating. He literally would tell you, yeah, when we first started dating, you were in love with your ex-boyfriend. And I don't know why I stuck around, but I did. And I like think about that sometimes randomly. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know why he stuck around either. Like one time I accidentally called him my ex-boyfriend's name. Uh-huh. Like point blank. And he was like, huh? Yeah, that's not my name. <laughs> Everett. Everett's one line, his one advice for dating is if it's right, you can't do anything wrong. And if it's wrong, you can't do anything right. And I think wow, that's good. for us, that's good. like that has just been really true. Like I would say at the beginning, I was doing yeah. everything wrong and yet it still was right. You know, like so that hopefully takes some of the pressure off of girls too, of like you don't have to try so hard. You don't have to like morph yourself into somebody that you're not actually because if it's right, it's right. And if it's wrong, it's not going to happen. So Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing advice. <laughs> Go Everett. I can definitely tell that you were cautious in dating, which I think is a great quality and so opposite for me. I was so fast and so reckless I was just committed, you know, like three days in after Michael and I met. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just a caution to the wind kind of person. And basically, when I asked myself the question of, you know, like, what does it take for me to commit was basically like three conversations I had with Michael. And I just really liked him. And I don't know. I like needed no other proof. I do not recommend. That's why I'm trying to talk to you girls about boundaries. I'm obsessed with him and so happy that we are married. But there were some bumps along the way. Anyway, to close the podcast, Mm -hmm. we have come up with a very dorky list of (laughs) the five P's of dating. These are five words that we think you guys need to keep in mind when you're single and starting to date, when you're already dating, no matter what phase. Um, These five words that begin with the letter P are important, and we want to talk about them. Yeah. Um, So the first one is prayerful so we want to be trusting God to take the desperation out of dating a lot of times 
dating can feel like desperate in a way like it can feel like scary and like what if something happens what if he breaks up with me but when we're trusting God it takes the desperation out of dating because we're looking to him first rather than to a boyfriend or girlfriend first you know like we're saying God I trust you with this relationship and with my life more than you would trust your significant other, which I think is that's really important. Like that's number one is be prayerfully inviting God into that decision because yeah. we can trust him. Yeah, that's huge. And I love that. Um, okay. The next P is purposeful. Purposeful meaning intentional mm-hmm. and clear. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard us say this before, but clear is kind. It's so easy to feel rude by being honest, but truthfully, being upfront with who you are, what you feel, and what you want in a relationship is the kindest thing that you can do for another person. Because I promise you, you don't want to stay in a relationship with someone that you're not compatible with. And here's an unfortunate truth. Your actions speak louder than words in a relationship. So you might communicate your standards and your desires, but if you're willing to accept different treatment, that is your actual standard. So that's important to keep in mind. Yep. The third P is process. So we already touched on this, but dating is not a status. It's a process that we move through. Um, It's not something that we're sitting in for a long, 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 long time. Like as we're dating, you should be continually thinking, okay, do I like this guy? Is this going anywhere? And Again, we say that not to put pressure on the relationship. Like, it's okay to just date for fun and go on a date with somebody and be like, eh, didn't work out. Like, that's okay. That's still the process, you know? Um, But don't let yourself be sitting for too long in a relationship that might not seem healthy. Yep. Um, The next P, the fourth P, is purity. And we talked about this a little bit already, but... The highest level of intimacy was designed for the highest level of commitment. Yeah, it really is. And like emotional impurity, I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but can almost be more dangerous because you don't feel like you're doing anything that could be hurtful. But then if you don't end up with that person, it's really hard. Like that was that was my story for sure in yeah. college was the guy. I was just so emotionally attached to him. And so when we broke up, oh my word, like that breakup was so hard. And it is sometimes I think about that. I'm like, I really think it was because I was just so emotionally attached to him and I had let myself get there. And that's not bad, but it, it was yeah. really hard when we broke up because of that. Right. And I think that you guys thought you were going to get married. Yeah. So it felt like a natural step. You right. cannot prevent being blindsided. Unfortunately, there's like, there's no recipe for no. like how to heal a heartbreak or for how to avoid getting blindsided by a breakup. But there is a way to protect your heart through the dating process. And that's what I guess the five P's are sort of designed to do. <laughs> yeah. And then the last P is patient. Um, Take time. Take the time that it needs to actually get to know somebody. Like don't just rush into dating. Don't just rush into being physical with somebody or whatever. Like you want to know somebody's character. And so take the time to let the relationship grow at its own pace. 
all the other P's kind of like fall into place after that as well. Like when we're patient, we're prayerful and we're actually purposeful and we're letting ourselves move through the process and we're probably not jumping into like too far physically with somebody. Like be patient. I know we don't know everybody who listens to this podcast. Y'all don't even know what our faces look like. But we like I think Emily and I both this topic in general is like something we're very passionate about and it's because we both have been young we've both been in relationships at a young age Mm -hmm. and have seen the like the great things that can come out of that and the really hard things that can come out of that and I think we just want to like impart some of our own experience to say hey this is what we learned yeah and you can like throw it to the side or whatever but just know like it's coming from a place of we just care about y'all and this is basically just part one next week we're gonna get pretty personal and share a lot of our own experience with serious dating and marriage we're excited to share with y'all though because god is so good about walking through every step of life with us Mm i am excited to talk about that as well but you'll have to wait until next Sunday. So don't forget to check back in. But Anna, will you close us in prayer? I would love to. Um, Jesus, thank you so much for today. God, I thank you that you love and value relationships, that they're important to you, um, and that we can look to you even in our dating relationships and our seasons of singleness and we can see how you loved and cared for the people around you um god i just pray for each girl listening to this no matter what season she's in lord i pray that you would be with her that you would make yourself known to her um god i pray for wisdom in dating and for wisdom in seasons of singleness and lord we just say we love you and we trust you we choose to trust you with our heart and with our life um And we ask that you would go before us. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Okay, guys, that's all we have for you today. But we are really excited that we have our worship nights coming up in the next couple of weeks. And we're about to announce the date. So UNC, it's going to be March 21st. UGA is March 28th. Clemson is March 29th. South Carolina, you are going to be April 5th. And then Bama, you're going to be April 12th. We cannot wait. And check back in next Sunday for Dating and Marriage. Bye. Bye.